I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. You know, we weren't making anything, so we wanted to keep driving, trying to get to the basket, trying to get in a foul situation where we could get to the foul line. Uh, the, the threes just weren't going. The first half, we were 10 for 12 from the two, and three for 14 from the three. And every three we had was just what we had the other day when we made 11. Jim, how does um, Rex passing high above the three-point line help the offense? Well, it gets Thomas away from the basket, and if he doesn't come up, he can make that. It opens up things for the drive. Uh, when Pascal's in there, Thomas stays right in the middle of the lane. We can't get anything going to the basket, and they're such a good perimeter defensive team that it's hard to get shots out there. We weren't good at the end of the game in terms of just being patient, moving the ball. We... we we did a fairly good job, but then we missed the shot. So, you know, when you're when you're taking time off and moving the ball, and you get a good shot, you, get, you know, you have to make that shot. We didn't do that. I think he's moving better. He's playing like he was when, even when he was hurt. But when, last year, where he played, he played quick, quicker, using his quickness, moving. That's what he does. Spinning inside, uh, you know, going after the ball, blocking shots. That's what he can do. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So, what's up? A solid win? Contributions? From um, all the starters, pretty much. Um, and the Orange, Orange hold off a late Clemson run. They improved to 11-4 overall. 2-0 in the ACC. They're on a four-game win streak right now. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you. And, the, and Georgia Tech comes into the Dome Saturday, January 12th at 6. Uh, evening game on Saturday. Um, should be on ESPN2. Uh, I know people without cable were having a hard time getting the game last night, I saw. So, uh, yeah. uh, because it wasn't playing on the ESPN app either. So, uh, ESPN two. So anyway, before we get into all that, let's tell you about our new friends we got at Tix Blitz. Okay, um, Tix Blitz is the it, say it five times fast. I give you, I give you a dollar. Tix Blitz is the official ticket provider for the Armchair Media Network. As you know, maybe you don't, maybe you do. Joe and I uh, cover Syracuse basketball and football for Armchair Media Network. This is their official ticket provider. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in the extra fees and unexplained service charges when you go to check out, 
at TixBlitz. The price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing your favorite sporting event, concert, Broadway show, etc., etc. Um, look, when you if you've ever bought tickets online, you know the deal. You go there, you buy the it's a fifty dollar ticket. By the time you check out, sixty five bucks. Well, here's what Armchair is going to do: go to TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code Armchair at checkout to receive five percent off the total ticket purchase. Okay, no matter how many tickets you buy, it's five percent off the total purchase. That's T I X B L I T Z dot com, promo code Armchair. Go there. If you're going to buy tickets, I'm actually kind of excited about this sponsor because it's something everybody could use. Um, right. My bookie, they're, they're still on board, but not everybody's down for using my bookie. I mean, t- everybody wants, everybody that listens to this show wants tickets to something at some point. Go to TickSplits, uh, use the uh, promo code armchair at checkout, receive the 5% off. TickSplits, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. All right. Nice. That is it. So, um, Clemson, Clemson is in the quadrant system as a quad two win at a 58 net, okay? Their net rating's 58. We've got the net system figured out. Um, a little bit. A little, for the most part. Um, there is no, there is zero RPI in this. We talked about RPI in the last episode. Yeah, they I got just, rid of it. They got rid of it completely. If you already knew that, I apologize. Um, we thought they were using the RPI quadrant system as part of their evaluation. I had read that. Um, I had read that in an NCAA article before the season started. So uh, they are not. That is that is gone. <laughs> RPI from college basketball, from men's college basketball is gone. So I want to apologize. Did not mean to steer you wrong on that in the last episode. So Clemson 8, 58 net. It's a quad two home win, and Q's held off Clemson uh, to a season low 53 points and well below average on the uh, shooting from field goal uh, to uh, 35.8%, and they go 2-0 and in conference play so far. It's early, but 2-0 and sounds so good. It was Hughes that led the Orange scoring with 14. That, hen- that ends his streak of seven games with at least 15 points, though, but he shot 40% from the field. He had a couple sloppy turnovers, but perhaps yeah. there was a moment where he did hit a three without he was missing a shoe. It's got to make up yeah. for something, right? Uh, and mm. he, he got glimpses of what kind of attention he's going to receive from opponents in the ACC going forward, I think, was part of his problem a little bit. Mark Dolarzai, the fan favorite, he had his best, oh, yeah. best game of the season. I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll be saying that again eventually, too. Ten points, four rebounds, two steals, two blocks, and he also stayed out of foul trouble, which is fantastic. No over-the-back, stupid fouls, nothing like that. Free throw right. shooting aside, Howard mm. is seems like he's getting into form. He was three for six. Yeah. isn't terrible, but he did miss two in a row. Um, he's getting into form just in time. He finished with 12 points. Brissett, the only starter not to reach double digits, four and 10 from the field. He finished with nine. Um, he did not do a great job of taking care of the ball. He led with five turnovers, unfortunately. Battle was four for 13 and finished with 12 points. Battle and Brissett combined for 0 for 10 from distance, which does not happen very often. 
no. but it happened uh, against Clemson. Q's shot just six for 26 from three, 23.1%. So the three-point shooting woes rise their ugly head again. Uh, 66% from the from the free throw line, 41.7%. Not bad uh, shooting as a as a team. Uh, Clemson won the battle of the boards by one, 36-35. But turning defense into offense is key. I think it's huge, and Syracuse did just that, turning 17 Clemson turnovers into 20 points. So, Joe, a pretty good team effort all the way around. I don't think we've seen that. I think that I'd, I'd like to ski, see more points on the board. Um, yeah. But uh, they won the game, so I'm not complaining. I'm just saying as playing as a team, I think you can score more. But um, I think we're capable of doing it is really what it comes down to. But 4-0 with yeah. Mark starting, and it's looking as if Chuku is now uh, third in rotation at center with Sidibe, uh giving Q solid 16 minutes, four rebounds, three blocks, four points. Yeah, well, you got to be able to do something offensively, Sean. We talked about this before, and when Chuku's out there, he doesn't really offer anything offensively, and again, it forces, it allows the other teams to be able to basically play five on four, like Beheim talked about in his post-game presser. Right, when he was that, talking about Mark bringing Thomas up. Exactly. That was, when Chuku's in. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. In there, then Thomas just gets to sit in the lane. So every, every time that someone gets a chance to drive, then Thomas is just going to be there waiting for him. And it's just not going to end good. So again, having Mark out there allowed uh, certain lanes and, and to open up from time to time. And then uh, obviously, Mark, um, I mean, he went two for four from the three point line. So he's, you know, starting to get a little bit of range. And I think that just offensively, that just helps. I mean, defensively is where we won this game. Um, yeah. Yep. Especially you know, in the first half. Exactly. And he also he also talked about it. Um, just the shots that we've been getting, uh, the same shots we've been getting all year. It's just whether or not we're going to hit him or not. So we're we're starting to move the ball around a little bit more. Definitely saw. I liked what Frank Howard uh, did 
that's why I tweeted what I tweeted because he started going to the basket. He was going aggressively and got fouled a couple times. And that's what you kind of remember with, with Frank Howard from last year. And, uh, Brissett would have got double digits um, if he could hit free throws. So, <laughs> yeah. again, just – I mean, we just left a whole bunch of points on the board and we're just out there as far as free throws, as far as a lot of three-pointers missed. And uh, we're lucky that – I mean, the rebounds were close and uh, the, the turnovers were close. So The press um, was effective def- again too at the one yeah, point. Yeah, t- timely turnovers yep. and it allowed us to keep our our lead that we had. Uh, so it actually helped pad it a little bit uh, against Clemson, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, we should have been up a lot more after the first half. Again, it was more defensive than anything like that. If we play defense like that against teams that really aren't – that have problems scoring offensively from time to time, then that's the kind of game you're going to get. So uh, I was never really confident as far as, you know, thought that Clemson would have had a chance or could have had a chance to just basically go on a run. That's the problem with staying in that range, and they did. So it got a little nerve-wracking there near the end, but, you know – a seven zero run by Reed. It was it was it was you know, yeah, one it guy. Was just right, and that's their guy. And, you know, and they, they had, held him in check up had, until then, really. And they had and in Clemson, they came out and they played tough again. They're a really good defensive team, um, and they did lose uh, one of their well, a, a big part of their team as far as Grantham earlier in the season. So. That's a team that's starting to or trying to figure out. And Marquise Reed, you probably saw him with the, the knee brace on. Um, I don't know if he's 100%, but I know he missed a couple games uh, with a knee injury as well. So their team, they're just, you know, they're hurting and they're trying to figure it out. So think, thankfully our defense showed up and we made enough shots to get it done. And like you said, 2-0. and Just got to on to the next one, you know, one game at a time. 2-0, and Georgia Tech's going to come into the dome this Saturday just a couple I mean we're in full swing now it's time it's time to you know yeah. enough excuses enough you know everybody should be even Frank and he's getting better I think he I think he, he, he played his best game of the season right. against Clemson and and so did Mark and you got all these guys kind of you know and we've seen what Cuse has done over the last couple of games with everything improving you know this game being, you know, an exception as far as three-point shooting goes and foul shooting, unfortunately. But everything was <laughs> everything was on the up, though. And, and like Coach said in the Coach montage where um, he had said, you know, the same looks that we got against Clemson, we got against Notre Dame, except for we hit them. You right. know, so you just got to hit them. And, you know, Hughes is getting a little bit more attention now. Hughes is going to be – he's going to get – He's going to get way more attention than he got last night too. That that you see that though, how it that's turning into more of a team effort. People, Mark stepped up, you know, and he, he passed up a, a three he probably could have nailed. He was wide open for again last night. Right. Um, you know, when Mark gets the confidence and his teammates believe in him, they know he can play. Hughes made right. a comment after the game. He said, you know, we see him in practice. We know he can hit those shots. The problem is with himself, and it's the same with Howard. So if, if Mark yeah. can get hot like he did in tournament time last year, I mean, he was integral in, in, well, in yeah, some of those could, games. Well, yeah, he could pass the ball. Yeah, he, he could pass the ball, up. and he could come up and, and, and set a screen. Like, it like, does a lot for your offense when you have five people out there that can do something with the ball offensively. And when you move, when you move well 
and you screen, uh, get uh, you do, the other you, teams to switch, you, get mismatches, you're stuff like the that. Bring the center There's out. A lot of things, you, right. You open the bring lane the up. Out. Yeah. Right. And so, there's going to be teams where he's probably not going to. I mean, he he might not be able to hold his own in the center when we if we play a good center and Chuku might have to play. I don't think Chuku not playing this game doesn't mean he's not going to play the rest of the season. I just think it's going to be a matchup to matchup basis. I think obviously Dolje's took the starting role uh, and Sadibi. He's he looks a lot better. He said that he's looking a lot better in practice and stuff. So I mean, if he ends up taking that role, then maybe Chuku doesn't play as much unless there's people in foul trouble, but. Um, you never know with Beheim and his rotation and with the other big men and defenses that we play, who he's going to roll out there. It's really easy to sit back and question things. You know, I think there was even a reporter at the end of the game that asked about Chuku's status, like like he yeah. was injured or something. Yeah, like, but Beheim was like, who said he was injured? Yeah, no one. I mean, we all knew why he wasn't playing. Right, well, you definitely did, right? <laughs> oh boy, here we go, here we go. No, well, well, I'm, I was look, just, I'm just saying, I was just, I'm waiting for the I told you so. Well, no, I'm, I don't do I told you so's. Only if, okay. only if, if we're in person, maybe. But that's about <laughs> it. But uh, no, I, I like Chuku. Chuku is just got to do. He's got to do more on offense. Nobody is scared of Chuku. There's no opponent we face this year. That has been like, oh, you know, like like Coach said, Thomas would have sat down there. And by the way, Mark is like, what? What is he? 160 pounds? 170 pounds? Uh, Thomas yeah. is like Thomas is like 250 or something like that. 240, 250. That's right. a that's a big dude. So you match skill with size. You can do that. It can be done. Yeah. Right. But Thomas is also six nine too. Right. So in in I not mean, to say that that's like small, but I'm just saying you're but, good, we're going to see centers that are closer to the seven foot range that are going to be sixty pounds heavier big. than him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But two fifty on no, on Mark is hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's and Mark's lot. pretty big. He's a big boy. Yeah, he is, and he he was their leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were definitely. Oh no, Reed was. I'm sorry, because no, Reed was, but they were they were definitely effective in scoring inside the paint. Thomas get 13 points. He followed Reed up with 13. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, overall, overall, I was happy. I think the defense was awesome. You know, you just got the foul shots. Like, you can't do that at that level. You got to be uh, able to hit the foul shots at that well, level. Well, it's at least they're at the point now where they understand, you know, mentally. I think their defense is getting better. They're all starting to work more as a, as a group, and they're getting used to being all out there together and, I, I, I can see their defense getting better, and it's it's good to be able to have a team where you can play such good defense that shooting the ball that bad, you can still get away with the win. Yeah, turning um, – So, right. They, and that's, that's really took, the only way you got to look at it. I mean, you can always shoot a little bit better. You can work on that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, but the effort and understanding that defense is going to get you Ws and get you yeah. possibly to the tournament – that's yeah. that's I like the fact that they're there, and yeah. that's that's a good thing right now. Yeah, effort, effort, effort. I I mean that's essentially what you saw last night. Everybody was. I mean, doing you can miss. Good. You can give a hundred percent effort and still miss a shot. You know, so sure. But effort on defense is a thing, and in in right. Clemson turned the ball over nineteen times against Duke, and they turned it over seventeen against us. So, you know, we turned seventeen turnovers into twenty points. I mean, that's pretty good. Right. That's pretty good, and turn yep. and and that's that's how Syracuse is going to have to play, because 
generally low scoring games eliminate those trips for for the other team and i mean the refs let them play a little bit in the beginning and they got then i didn't understand what was going on after that but yeah i mean right in the beginning they let them play and then this is like a whistle fest uh, i don't get no, that no. but anyway well the way they play defense the pace of the games and just the fact of our just erratic shooting we're not really going to blow too many teams out there's no, not going to be a lot of wins to, where right. we're comfortable like notre dame and if you're killing clock too you cannot have an empty trip that was killing me towards the end of that game. But it is what well, it is, and we won. I know, but they were flat. Offensively, towards the end of that game, they were flat. Well, yeah, you got to strategically burn time and still get an effective shot and be able to exactly. put points on the yeah. board still, there's you a, know? Yeah, and there's a couple of times they weren't trying to burn clock when they were coming coming really low on the, on the shot clock, too. All right, Joe, final thoughts on the Clemson game? Just, just glad that we won. Again, great effort on defense, and... Just good that we can still get a win uh, shooting that bad just based off of defense. And 2-0 and and on to the next one, my friend. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, you guys know what the deal is. Uh, you go to Militia on Facebook and Twitter. We propose the question every game, at the end of every game, I should say. And um, this fan feedback is brought to us by my bookie. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Okay. The NFL playoffs are here, and it's time to get in on some action with my bookie. Don't be that guy rooting with no rooting interest as your friends and family sit around watching NFL football um, playoffs this year. Not with the Super Bowl around the corner. Um, make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at my bookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Um, where you bet on is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money during this NFL, NFL playoff season, you got to go to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and my bookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for these playoffs coming up. And just use promo code QS25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code QS25 at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Um, so, fan feedback, it was really good. It was really yeah. good, and it was really, really, really hard to choose 10. Uh, and I got most of them from Twitter because that's where the best ones were at. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how it went. Um, so uh, at Oil Cuse, should have blown them out. We almost lost at the end there. I was mentally prepared to have a complete meltdown and break my TV. <laughs> where was Pascal? <laughs> well, Pascal was sitting with his warm-ups on. Yeah, Pascal was resting. Staying warm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was get, I was not nervous that entire game until Reed started doing what he does, and we still have just, we still held him under his average too. By the way, I just want to point that out. Yeah, and we held him well, way below his average until he went on the run. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they just tend to make us nervous no matter what. Exactly. Just get used. It's, it's just, just always like that, right? Yeah. So, um, at J. Evans, BCBNJ, whatever. Uh, J. J. 
Jay Evans. <laughs> Jay Evans on Twitter. Okay. Uh, second half, offensively, they didn't capitalize on Clemson missed shots and turnovers. Uh, they were up 15 with six minutes left. Need to learn how to finish them. Can't let them back into the game, but they won. I'll take it. Yeah, essentially what what we were just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. You just don't want them to ever get – you don't want to be able to – As a Syracuse fan, sometimes it would be nice to play a conference game and just cruise to a win, right? Didn't they Didn't they against Notre Dame? Kind of they did. Kind of they did against Notre Dame. There was no run coming from Notre Dame. It still stayed like – it did close up a little bit, though, a couple times, but we ended up, you know, in, ended up not being that um, – I wasn't sold on the Notre Dame run. The Clemson uh, run. Yeah. You'd look, like like look, you said, I mean, that's what championship teams can do is to say they run the clock and they still score buckets and keep the lead going and Right, exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. Um at Keeler Connor, happy to have the black hole of offense on the bench. I love Chuku, but it was night and day with Dolajai starting. Hopefully we can improve on the three free throws and leave the threes to Hughes. Look. Tyus Battle can hit threes. O'Shea Brissett can sometimes hit threes. O'Shea Brissett's game is not the three ball. He's got to get inside, create, create, um, you know, draw a foul, and and get to the rim. I know it's easier said than done, obviously, or else he'd be doing yeah. it all the time. And I get that. I know. I get that. But he's a big kid. He's a big kid. He can get in there, and he can't. You just can't settle for a three. I understand late in the shot clock or something, but. You know, I don't. Well, settling's one thing, but if he's open, then he right. uh, to me, to me, it's completely fine for him to take a three if he's open. Frank Howard too. Yeah, so, Frank Howard, sure. I mean, I mean, Frank can hit him though. We know that Frank scored almost fifteen points a game last season. He was nailing threes, and and he yeah. did he didn't do too bad last night. What what was Frank on threes last night? Oh, well, he's one. He was one for three, but right. you know. Um, he's, but at least he didn't take that many. He didn't take that many, right. You know, you got, who was it? Um, it was Brissett took four and Battle took six. Battle's going to hit most of those, or not, maybe not most of those, but Battle's hitting three of those. Okay, most of the time he's going to hit three two, of those. Two to two three, three, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, you know, Brissett, another one. Like, we're just not going to shoot that bad normally. So, again, just right. being able to get out with to, a win, man. Exactly. You know, all all like, defense. At Orange Faithful, I'll take it. Just about 30 minutes of the best basketball we played all year. Two and feel two and O feels good. Yeah, two and O. Yes, sir. Starting off ACC play, we stressed how important that was to really get that Notre Dame win and be able to come home and have a shot at going three and O, a legit shot at going three and O before you got to head to Cameron Indoor to face Duke. So yeah, um, it's good. It's a good feeling. At if not now, when 84. The longest Twitter handle in the world. Hmm. Mar- <laughs> I, lo- I love Mike, but I got to get the story behind the Twitter handle. I do. I do. Mark is the glue, ma- glue man this year. Mark is the glue man this year. This team is just flat out better with him in- on the court. Offense and defense, keep up, keep up the good work and go orange. Yes. He's, he's right. He's right. Definitely is. Um. Uh, Mark is definitely when Mark is Mark's always scrappy. Okay, but it's easy to be scrappy. But when he's scoring, it's a that's where it's at. If he's going to be out there and he's going to be scoring, that's that's. You well, know. he's the guy that brings the energy. 
Absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, players feed off that. So as, as long as he's in the effort, game, he's going to do effort, that. That's effort. how he plays, yeah. but he's just got to stay out of trap. Foul trouble. Yeah. Um, Bayheim's 1,038 wins. I love this guy <laughs> just for keeping up with this, by the way. Uh, yeah. He just simply says, you're welcome, Bama. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. I know. We all know. But the jokes were out there. I saw them on Twitter, even though it's basketball. I think Orange Faithful had, a, had one that said, uh, it was accused game day, beat Clemson, and then at the bottom, kind of smaller, it said, uh, at basketball. <laughs> 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 I thought that was funny. Um, at Salty Warrior, glad to see underdogs performing great. Um, he's got Mark in, in parentheses here. And Sadibi is showing promise. That's tr- that's a good point. We didn't hit up on that too much, Joe. Uh, but they should learn to put the game away. Uh, don't have to keep us nervous until the end. Go Orange. Yes, yeah, Sadibi, coach mentioned it. We touched on it very briefly, but um, how he's been practicing better, he's been able to move better, and that he's actually quick. Who knew? So, yeah, uh, he did. What did he have? He had two. He had two blocks. I have that down here somewhere. Uh, three blocks, four rebounds, and four, four points, points in sixteen minutes. That's solid. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm happy with that in sixteen minutes. That's pretty good. So, yeah. I mean. Just say, a lot more production that we've gotten from our big men in a, in a little while. So yeah, absolutely. And fourteen points and eight rebounds. I'll take it. Yeah. On four or six shooting. At Naylor twenty two, O'Shea needs to stay away from the three point line. <laughs> He's no good out there. His mid range game excels our three point shooters, uh, which he is not one. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, I know it's. I'm laughing because it's true. We've said this all year. I don't know, remember if we said it at all last year, but, you know, his jump shot inside the arc is pretty decent. It's pretty decent. But, yeah. like, but like you said, you get an open shot, I guess you shoot it, right? I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I'm with yeah, you. Well, he went 3-7 against Notre Dame, and I didn't hear anybody complaining about him shooting threes. Well, he made but... some, Joe. I mean, who's well, going to complain nah. if he makes them? You know, okay. I mean, so I could game, easily complain this about game Tyus. To game basis. Are you kidding me? Yes. What? <laughs> yes, it is. How uh, are you supposed to tell him to stay away from the threes, and then the next game he doesn't shoot threes? So how would you know if he'd be? Well, making if he them? makes them, I'm happy. If he's not, I'm I'm not oh. happy. So oh. you either you either you either stand in there strong and make them, or you Here just just stick to your game, man. Know your role. Know your role. Like Tyus is That's a different part case. Of his game. No, it's not. No, it's okay. not. Ty- Ty- Beheim wouldn't be letting him shoot those. Beheim had mentioned already this year he doesn't want him shooting them. A couple times, <laughs> but not that many. He's got an open let shot. Me give you, let me give you my point. Let me make my point. Battle no, went 0 for 6. Okay? Okay. I'm not harping on Battle going 0 for 6. Why? Because he didn't make any. Because he usually. Joe, I he hate you. Any. You know what? I hate you. Have I ever told you that? <laughs> huh? Dude. Dude, by your logic, because Tyus because shouldn't be Ty- shooting threes. He should- because Tyus is shooting at on a high end of the thirty percent overall with threes. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. I Hold mean, on. who keeps those numbers anyway? I mean, I don't know who keeps them, but I mean, I look at him every once in a while, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, I can look it up. You want me to? No, I'm going. You don't to. need to. It's right now. No, it's unnecessary. It's not unnecessary. 
It is. It's you're just not, trying to do it to, like, I don't know, prove a point. It's not that big of a deal. It's just by your logic. I'm, I'm not proving a point. I just want to get my – I just want to be – I just want to be – I just want to be um, precise. That's all. So, um, oof, boy. I'm going to – call me a hot dog and dip me in mustard. 29.1% from three. Who? Is Percent? Ba- is battle. Oh, Percent okay. is 28.1. All right. So neither of them should be shooting threes, right? But but Brissett oh, has taken 64 no. if, of them. If, if some butts and candies 64, were nuts. bro. 64. What? Elijah Hughes is at 36.4% with 107. And Tyus Battle has only shot 55. So he's taken less of them. And he's making more of them. Okay? That's just going to leave it right there. Okay? Is that... <laughs> Where were we? Where were we? Dumb. Where were we? Um, oh, Bashing of course. Percent. Uh, mm. <clears throat> Are you done? First Chuku, now him. Who's next? No, oh, my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> Joe, our buddy Joe on Facebook. It was a solid performance, and it is interesting to watch Coach B work his magic at center. Uh, that will be crucial as they move forward. Hashtag go Cuse. Yeah, he's he always is just dealt like even when the press gets on him, you remember like last year when he was shorthanded a lot and he would just be like, you know, I just de- I just deal with the players I got. And that's what he does. He makes the best out of it. He figures it out. Anybody who says that Jim Beheim is an idiot and he needs to go and he's too old and he's blah, blah, blah. He's this, he's that. He's still a freaking got a high basketball IQ. And he knows what the hell he's doing. Sometimes it takes a minute to figure it out. Right, Joe? Yeah. You went black can't see you um syracuse sports in the south facebook page says too close i loved how we played when uh when we pressed and pushed the tempo with four minutes to go we slowed things down and looked terrible yeah they were they were flat on offense uh we are such a better team with number 21 at the center p.s i'll never get used to all these acc foul calls (laughs) yeah we're better with Mark down there, of course. Now, the refs, now we didn't talk too much about the refs. I kind of hit on it, but I, all I'm asking for is consistency from the refs. It's not that hard, right? I'm never going to get it. I mean, I know, right? They were letting them play. And I'm okay with letting them play if they let it do if they do it at both ends of the court. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hello. Yeah. Joe's, Joe, Joe, he's killing me tonight. Um, I mean, I just didn't know when you were done. Oh, <laughs> when I stop talking, I'm usually, that's usually oh, when okay. I'm done. Um, so yeah go to go to at Cuse Militia on Facebook and Twitter and uh, you can get on the show too join the fan feedback segment it is um, always great to hear from you guys we we really appreciate everybody that participates in it and so yeah yeah, we really appreciate it especially late on a on a Wednesday night it doesn't usually happen like that by the way so I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, I was. I don't like them, and I know there's a couple more this year. The eight o'clock Wednesday games. Yeah, yeah. I think the game down here at NC State is. Yeah, are you going? Well, of course, but it's going to be a rough morning on Thursday. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. They don't serve beer there, do they? Mm-mm. Okay, well, you'll be good. No, just really tired. All right. Well. Here is your Georgia Tech preview. 
That is going to be brought to us by J.P. Mulligans. Now, listen. Besides all the, the fresh, cool things that they do, uh, they also, if you like them on their Facebook page, they'll put up tickets. I think there was a four, it's a four pack of four tickets the other day. They put them up there. You like and share, and then they pick a random winner, and you win freaking four tickets. So go to J.P. Mulligan's Facebook page and just like it for that. Just like it for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, chance to get you know, free tickets. Come on. Yeah, really. I mean, it's besides, about as easy as getting a cues crate. Yeah, it is. It is actually easier to get a cues crate, though. I would say, pretty pretty much all you got to do is review us on iTunes and leave a five star rating and a written review. If I read it on the air, you know, it's pretty easy. So, no, I don't uh, know. Pressing the like on a Facebook page is pretty easy too. Yeah, that's true. But you got to like and share the post, and you also got to win, like really win that. They only pick one winner. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, one more home game before heading to Cameron Indoor to face Duke. Saturday, January 12th at 6 o'clock, uh, the 9-6 and six Yellow Jackets come to the Carrier Dome to face the Orange. They've got two guys averaging double digits so far this season. Jose uh, Alv- Alvarado. Alvarado. Thank you, Joe. I yes. would have eventually gotten that. Jose Alvarado and Brandon <laughs> Alston. Um, a couple more right there behind them, though, right on the cusp of double, double digits. Um, Alston averages around 23 minutes a game, but he can shoot the ball 48.5% from the field and 40.9% from distance. As a team, they shoot around 459 from the field. They're 1-1 one one in conference games. They lost a couple close ones um, that were kind of, um, you know, they're worth mentioning. Number five, Tennessee, was a really close game. And mm. number nine, Virginia Tech, just uh, the other day to open up ACC play, that was another close game. So yeah. uh, go ahead, Joe. What about Gardner-Webb? Yeah, Gardner-Webb. They lost to Gardner-Webb, <laughs> actually. Uh, and that was not a close game. That was a 10-point loss. So yeah. <laughs> who the hell is no, Gardner-Webb? They, they have, I have no idea. They have a lot of – they have a <laughs> – <laughs> they – there's six losses, like you said, at Tennessee, uh, against Virginia Tech, um, at Northwestern, St. John's in a neutral court. Uh, they lost to Georgia as well, um, but that Gardner-Webb one is pretty tough. Uh, I was looked at their schedule. Their it was best at Georgia wins. Tech. Yeah, I know. Um, I looked at their wins. Their best wins probably at Arkansas. I believe they're ten and four, ten and five in the uh, SEC. Um, and then obviously their home game to Wake Forest is their next best win. So, um, again, you said their, their best player, Jose Alvarado, uh, six foot sophomore guard. He is, um, one guy to look at again, Brandon Austin too. And it's funny because he has been coming off the bench, uh, lately. Um, they also start, uh, six, eight, James Banks. He's a junior forward. He averages nine points and eight rebounds. Uh, so he, he gets a lot of minutes as well. They start two freshmen, uh, a six, four guard, Michael DeVoe and a six, six forward Khalid Moore. Um, and the last starter is Moses Wright. He's a six, nine sophomore, uh, forward. So they have those guys. They really only go about, I don't know, eight deep. I mean, they'll play nine or ten, but not too many minutes. And really where this team struggles is on the offensive end. Um, They're really, really good defensively. They're going to probably give us uh, more of a difficult time on defense than than probably uh, uh, Clemson did. 
so again, it's just going to come down to scoring. I see this as a game pretty pretty similar to uh, to the last game that we just watched last night. Um, so Georgia Tech's net rating, by the way, uh, there could be a couple of these losses. I mean, what, North, 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 it's one hundred one, right? Is that what you came up with? Yeah, we're yeah we're forty six. Georgia Tech's one hundred one. Yeah, so one hundred one would put us, by the way. Um, it would put us at a quad three win. Loss. So, well, I mean, win or loss. <laughs> if be, we lose. Be one yeah, or the right. other. Right. It'd be, it's a quad three game. It's a quad three game, but if we lost, it would. we got to win. Like the, We remember this from last year. I know the ratings right. are different, but from last year, we've got to – those quad three games are crucial. You have yeah. to win those, uh, sp- yeah. especially at home. So. Yeah. Um, and looking at the Ken Palm ra- uh, ratings, um, they, he has us up to 31 total, uh, 73 adjusted offense, and 12 adjusted defense. So, you know, we're going up. Our defense is going up. Uh, Georgia Tech, they have, <laughs> he has them overall uh, 78. And this is really the kicker. This is pretty much just going to explain everything that I basically just said. But adjusted offense, he has them at 222. And adjusted defense, he has them at 18. Okay. So you're talking about a bunch of athletes that it's a pretty much uh, Ken Palm has them as a top 20 defense, um, effectively. But it's at offense at 222. I mean, that's that's right there why you lost to Gardner Webb. Really bad. That's yeah. So I mean, again, I don't I mean, see Brandon, John- Brandon Alston is their second leading scorer, and he comes off the bench. Well, maybe he so, shouldn't be coming off the bench. Just saying, hmm. he's got he can shoot the ball. So he's well, only well, I mean, they're obviously a young team. Not all the guys that I named. I mean, Austin, he's the only senior. Yeah. Then they got one senior. They got one junior out of their main rotation. The rest are just sophomores and freshmen. So, um, it's obviously a team in a rebuilding mode, and, and they definitely they definitely compete. Like you said, they had some close losses, uh, but. Phew, and they competed against Virginia Tech. You saw that. Virginia Tech's a good offensive team. What was that score? 52-49? 52-49. It was, yeah. at home. it was a home game for Georgia Tech. But Virginia Tech's, you know, a three-point game against the number nine team in the country. So that's a solid, you know, there's no moral victories, but it was a solid effort. But only, right. four, only 49 points, but they held Virginia Tech to 52. So that's really good. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Virginia Tech's kind of a – pretty high scoring team usually you know they're guard oriented and three-point shooting oriented so obviously georgia tech they locked down and then on the d and you know they almost got a win so georgia tech's one of those teams where again you know and kind of like like with clemson but they actually have better d um but obviously clemson has better offense but again one of those teams where if you don't show up and play defense they're definitely going to show up and play defense so uh, we're going to have to probably make some, some tough shots. We can't settle for the three. We got to be aggressive and, and, and take it to the lane and try to get to the free throw line, whether we make them or not. Sometimes, uh, getting one point's better than a missed shot. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think that's, there's you know, obvious getting the guy and getting the guy on their team, a foul and just hitting one of two on a free throw is better than, than a miss, you know, or a turnover or anything like that. So, um, you know, that's just that's just what we got to do. All right. Well, it's going to be eerily yeah. similar to this Clemson game, by the way. You think so? I think yeah. Clemson's a better team. Uh, I understand I'm, the. I understand what you're saying with the defense. I do, 
but our defense versus their offense is going to be, you know, that's where we have to capitalize. So, I mean, you know. Well, I guess that's that's really what you got to look at is just keep keep an eye on on their their point total. Exactly. So you know, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't have Clemson didn't scare me one bit, and um, until the end a little. Come on, until the end a little bit. But I mean, going into it and doing my research on, I wasn't that impressed. I mean, if you remember, (laughs) right? No, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm impressed, but. 18 defense. I mean, that's telling you something. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, and obviously, it, obviously, it's it's apparent because we just mentioned them holding Virginia Tech to 52 points. So right, but again, I mean, did they go? I mean, that was a home just, game though for them. They're going to yeah, be in it was the a dome. home game. They just played so, and we just talked about. I just talked about the experience that they have on their team. You know, look at the experience Clemson had, and they've played us with those a lot of those main players two years now and they came, you know, up to Syracuse and they had a tough time handling it. So now you're talking about a team with only one senior and one junior and coming off a loss like that, you don't know uh, how they're going to, you know, act or react or whatever. But I don't know if coming from that game and being a a letdown and them probably playing so hard and now they're going to come into, you know, an away game on the road or an in-conference away game that we both know they aren't easy and uh, right. the off, type of offense that they have against this defense that they're going to see, it could just be a recipe for disaster. So, so maybe it could be. You and never plus, know. we have to have this game. This is one of those cannot we cannot lose this game. Right, and we and because, we're still we still got the confidence. We're riding high. We're still two and zero in the ACC, and to be able to, I mean, you you have to know that that Beheim said some things, obviously, but a lot of those players probably thought that they left a lot of points out there, and they probably thought a couple of them that they didn't play that well. And yeah, I think Hughes is probably a little upset. Uh, well, battle, but I think Hughes is a little upset with himself. He really had some really sloppy turnovers. Yep, um, that probably was. You know, I yeah. mean, I think Frank Howard played an above played average good. for. He played pretty good, and Merrick played pretty good for what we usually expect them so far it's this just year. Just free throws with Howard. That's all. That's the only thing you can really pick on him about th- from that last right. game. So yeah, but out of the other things that he kind of got by, you know, with the way that he was driving and getting to the hole and stuff, I thought that was a huge step in, in getting in the right direction. So you know, I'll take if all I got is a couple free throws, and that's my only complaint. Then I'll you know I'll take that. But you know, they there were Syracuse players that walked off that court that knew that they didn't play good. And probably wanted some of those plays back, and they still ended up winning. So take the confidence from winning and kind of the anger of disappointment of how they probably played. You know, I, I think you might see a team that's going to be hungry, a little bit more motivated to come yeah. out and you know do something. So well, let's I just hope don't want so. them to look ahead. Just don't want them to look ahead. I don't want them to look past Georgia Tech because no, they well, know what's next. No, no, always face the, your next opponent and just focus. But um, uh, again, it is on ESPN too. This Saturday, uh, at at six p.m. at the Dome, January twelfth. Game's on so. Monday, dude. Huh? The Duke game's on Monday. Is it really? It's two days yeah. after. Yeah. That's a quick turnaround. You ain't lying. Holy cow! Is it really? Right. Yeah. That's why I'm Damn. saying. Damn. But the good Damn. thing is, is, well. Damn. 
Duke Duke plays at Florida State on Saturday. So oh, so they got to play two on Saturday. I'm not, yes. That's so so I'm fair not, enough. They get to play at home though, but that's okay. I was just about to say, are they going to have five day rest? Of the yeah, that's, gonna, that's the only thing we needed. Going to Cameron. Yeah, uh, Zion Williamson doing a, a seven twenty on us. That's the last thing I need to see. Oh, dude, no, Chuku is going to guard him. <laughs> okay. He's going to try. He's going to block. He's going to block him. Oh gosh. We quit messing with Chuku, man. Gosh. Me? Yeah. I'm, Leave the I'm guy alone. I'm positive. Okay. All right. Well, Maybe I'm look. Just, I'm talking about him locking down Zion and, you know, don't let him get in the paint. I'm trying to be pos- positive vibes over here, and you're just trying to kind of just knocking me down. I'm sorry. I could just – the positivity's just radiating from you. There's no sarcasm <laughs> well, at all there. What do you mean? <laughs> It's unbelievable. I love how when we're podcasting or doing a show or whatever, and Joe's like watching TV as he talks. What are you watching? I'm not watching anything. Yeah, you are. Watch. You just did it. I saw yeah, I know. You. See, the TV's uh, glowing off your face like poltergeist. Uh, I'm watching. Okay, if you really need to know, I'm watching SMU in UConn basketball game. Okay. All right. Um, UConn's it, winning, by the way. All right. Well, we need UConn to win. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Thank you. Armchair All Americans. Thank you, my bookie. Thank you, Tix Blitz. Go to Tix Blitz. You're gonna buy tickets. Go, go to Tix Blitz. Everybody can use that. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, promo yeah. code Armchair. Get five percent off. Uh, thank you, JP Mulligans. Thank you, uh, Shopping Town Barbershop. Thank you, James on guitar. Thank you to all of you. Thanks for Joe for finally showing up this evening. Hi. Really, really appreciate him finally showing up. He was a half but hour I was late. Right on time. No I big was deal. Seven no minutes deal. early. No big deal. You said seven thirty. By the All way, right. I won my my bookie pick too. Just yes, Joe did hit before. the my bookie pick, and uh, we will obviously throw that one out again on Friday. So yeah, I'll try that to get is it a little it. sooner. More Q's Militia podcast is inevitable for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia podcast, the fans' voice with Sean and Joe.